to be here. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Ila Tua One. So I am a PhD candidate at the University of Utah in the English department, and I study uh, 18th and 19th century uh, British and American literature and Pacific Island stories. Oh, man, so, fantastic. And yeah, you, lots you, of stuff. You teach a, a class as well. Yes, I do. I teach at... Um, <clears throat> Salt Lake City, um, Salt Lake Community College. I teach a course for the University of Utah and the English department, and it's also part of the um, Pacific Islands uh, Studies Initiative at the University of Utah, and I call this class South Sea Tales. South Sea Tales, which is wonderful, which is uh, which attracted my attention <laughs> to, to you, because since uh, Skywatcher Leo T, what we do here is one sky, many cultures. Uh, yes. We work on many things astronomy-wise, but we love to hear the, the stories of different cultures. Uh, with that in mind, do you have any uh, in your back pocket you'd like to share Oh, I, I do. In fact, okay, uh, wonderful. I've got this uh, great um, <clears throat> wealth of knowledge from all of my research. And um, I don't uh, study the stars, but I happen to have three great um, um, ways to approach the Pacific Islands and stars. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah. I, I know of the navigation. The navigation, absolutely. They had such a relationship to the night sky. Um, out there in the middle of the ocean, the celestial map is totally open. It looks like a dome, right? And uh, they, uh, they guided their seasons by the, the map as well. And um, the... Um, there was, in places like Tahiti, there was a season of scarcity and a season of, a season of plenty, and that was guided by the rising and falling of the star Pleiades. And, um, and the then seven there, sisters. That's right, the seven sisters. And, then, and, the, um, uh, and they had different Polynesian names, of course, for all of these different star groups. And um, uh, they also had lunar, a lunar calendar. Uh, they had 13 months in the calendar, and... Uh, each one was named and had a specific season and a specific month. Sometimes if one month didn't fall into the specific categories of that month, there was only a 12-year lunar oh, okay. lunar calendar. They would just forget about, just drop off one of just those months. Just drop one off. Yeah. And um, Captain Cook and early navigators have recorded um, uh, that the Tahitians could tell to a nicety the nights and periods of the, of the rising and setting of the stars and constellations, which they recorded Polynesians generally have been able to do since time immemorial as their chants everywhere record. So they had a real, they were able to tell the, uh, the, um, the seasons just by the rising and falling and the setting of the stars. They practiced a little bit. Yep. And this came really handy, came in really handy for navigation. Um, of course, the sun was the most important part of navigation out there in the open ocean. The, uh, the morning rise and uh, uh, the sunset, um, you know, could give you a very clear idea of where east and west was. But once the sun went away, we had the North Star and the Southern Cross. And um, uh, the, um, uh, um, these, uh, these Polynesians were able to memorize hundreds of the rising and the setting of the stars along the horizon. Where they're at at certain times of the night. Certain times of the night, certain times of the year. Um, if the, um, the, uh, the star uh, rose too high above the horizon, they, would, uh, they, they could no longer f uh, f uh, use that as the compass, 
And so they would just um, follow the star that rose from that point where, you know. The direction they're heading toward. Exactly. And it was a huge expanse of the South Pacific that That's that right. They Thousands crossed. of miles from Hawaii to Tahiti. But, from, um, but using that Southern Cross, they could go straight towards um, Hawaii. Uh, the, as you go from Tahiti to Hawaii, the uh, the Southern Cross, what is that, drops mm-hmm. in the sky, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, um, the points of the Southern Cross, uh, right when you're at Hawaii, um, the uh, the point from the lower star to the horizon is equal to the lower star to the top the, the top star. So uh, you know, and you could tell where you're at based on how high it was on the horizon. Exactly. Exactly. Just so amazing. Yeah. I mean, combined with um, memorizing swells, memorizing waves, um, uh, cloud patterns, all of these kinds of things, but all of these knowledges were passed, were inside people, and they were passed orally through tradition, sometimes through song, sometimes through chant, and, you know, uh, none of these things were written down. So um, uh, the, the navigators had to have a really clear idea of exactly the map of their world and also the map of the stars. It's, it's truly amazing. It's been a, such a thrill to have you come in and talk about this because uh, uh, we have been talking about that on Skywatcher Leo T with how amazing the Polynesians in the South Island Pacific was, were at being able to cross the oceans with using just what you have said and described so well. Yeah, thank Navigation you. points with the stars. That's right. So there's so many more stories. I hope we can talk some more about some more stories in the future here, but that is, that's so enlightening, and I appreciate you. you coming in to, to tell us about it. Thank you KRCL. so much for having me. What is the organization that you are with? Pacific Island Studies Initiative at the University of Utah. And did you see the big lunar eclipse? Oh my goodness, what a beautiful eclipse. So you just sort of see it uh, creeping across the face of the moon. It is the shadow of the earth and you can sense the size of the earth in relationship to the moon. A uh, thing of beauty, stark beauty. So hopefully you got to see the big large supermoon eclipse on Sunday night. Taking a look at the skies, we take our little Skywatcher spaceship out around. Well, an extremely distant quasar has been discovered, one that astronomers say emits light from the dawn of time. You remember the movie Contact? Remember that with Jodie Foster, written by Carl Sagan? Well, uh, they had those uh, bursts of energy that they read in that movie as, uh, as coming from aliens. Well, we do have some fast radio bursts coming from 1.5 billion light years away from Earth, and it's been repeated 13 times, a new study reports. So, hey, maybe somebody's trying to get a hold of us, or maybe it's just some natural occurrence that's happening down there. And in case you missed it, right around New Year, the Chinese Space Agency landed on the backside of the moon. U-2-2 is up there. They've got a satellite up there stationary so they can bounce their signals from China off of this satellite to the lander and the rover on the moon. Very clever. And uh, otherwise, there's a lot going on in space, lots of exciting things going on in space. So look up, look around, and get lost in space. Skywatcher Leo T.